0: There's, there's a there's a real incredible sense of God's presence here this morning, um, you know, in worship. I don't know if, if you can sense that, and, and uh, that's not my standard opening line. Um, I just so enjoyed worship today, and I uh, trust you did too. You know, when, when when you preach a lot, this is is this too loud? No, okay. When you preach a lot um, and you lead churches, sometimes you can be in a lot of services and. You can be in worship and you're thinking about what's next and i was walking yesterday just along the foreshore and actually in my prayer time i just said god you know what Uh, uh, help me stay focused tomorrow that when i come into church you're in control of what's going to happen next all right you build the church not me and uh and so i just i actually had a conversation with god and said you know i just want to be in worship and i want to worship you because I love you, not worship you because I'm thinking about what I've got to do next. You know what I'm saying? And I pray that for you and for all of us, no matter what our context is, no matter how long we've been a Christian, you know, we might have favourite parts of the service. Maybe some of you are like, oh, the music's not really for me, but I love the word or I love communion. You know, when we come to church, let's just just be hungry for Jesus. Let's be hungry to worship him, uh, set our preferences aside and uh, just be hungry for him. I'm, I'm reminded of Jesus' words in Matthew, uh, sorry, in John chapter 7 and uh, I just want to encourage you with this this morning because I believe that there is an incredible sweet presence of God here and I pray that how you've walked in is not how you walk out. Now you might go, but Josh I've walked in really well. That's fantastic. Imagine walking out like crazily, supernaturally well. There's a whole nother level of well. That you could experience and and I've, I've learned what the key is to um, not walking out the same way I walk in it's not how good the preacher is it's not how good the worship team are even though they're good it's not how good the building is it all has to do with my desire my hunger and my lean in yeah. right and this is what what did, what did Jesus say in John seven thirty seven? he says let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink he said hey you're thirsty, come and drink. And so I pray this morning that you've come to drink. I pray that you've come here hungry to go, you know what, I don't want to walk out feeling the same way I did when I walked in, but I'm believing that I'm going to experience God's presence today. I'm going to come and I'm not just going to come and sit in a seat, but I've come to drink. I'm thirsty and I've come to drink. Amen? Amen. Is it Penny? Is it Penny who worshipped Lent? Penny, 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 Penny. Um, thank you for sharing your personal story. You know why that's so important? Because what happens up here on, on a Sunday when someone preaches or leads worship, that's not... that People see that and go, oh, wow, that's awesome. But what happens here is always the result of what happens in the hidden place. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you, keep going to that quiet place, keep going to that hidden place, because I just got a sense for you, Penny, that I don't know if you fully understand... What's on your life? And I don't say that to be derogatory. I say that to go, maybe you just haven't allowed your eyes to be open to the fullness thereof that God has. Because let me tell you, there is a touch of God on your life. He has gifted you for something. He's gifted you to lead worship. He's gifted you. And I just tell you, just allow your eyes to be open. Don't set a limit. Don't let anyone put a ceiling on you, right? Keep your eyes on him. But keep going to that quiet place. Because I I turned to Rob and I said, I don't don't think I've seen Penny before. And uh, Penny, you've got the call of God on your life. You've got the touch of heaven on your life. And and I tell you, keep going there. Keep going there. Because what you do in the hidden place is what's going to overflow in the public space. And uh, let me tell you, God loves you so, so much. So you just keep going for it, yeah? Yeah, you do that. Um... Before I preach, is anyone here, you've you got something happening with your throat? Uh, maybe it's just a little sore or raspy or uh, I, just, I just pick up someone's got something, an irritation, something happening with your throat? Is it you? I, and it's not now I can see the strepsules now. <laughs> I promise, I promise I never saw the strepsules I was looking that way. And uh, something going on with your throat, Sean? is there anyone else okay if um if you if you've got a throat thing happening can you just stand where you are and uh church can we just pray the prayer of faith that'd be great thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus that your presence is here lord we just pray lord right now for these three that are standing if you're near someone um just just make sure everyone's got someone standing with them you know covert appropriate I know how Rob works. So Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just pray for these throats. Lord, whatever the condition is, I have no idea, but you are the great physician. You know every single thing. You know every single need. You know all that is going on in each one of these, you know them intricately. And Lord, we just come. We pray the prayer of faith, calling on the name of Jesus, a name that is above every other name. We just command these throats to be healed in Jesus' name. We pray for the blood of Jesus, that purchased our salvation and our healing, to be their portion today. We just pray for a healing anointing to be released in the name of Jesus, healing these throats, setting them free, correct them, make them whole. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen, Amen, Amen. Very good. Um, a wrist. Is there anyone in this service? I was. I'm not sure. It might be the next service, but. Someone's got some wrist pain going on. It's you. Okay, why okay. don't you want to your stand? That'd be cool. So, anyone else? You've got something happening in the wrist? No. It's Michael, isn't it? Good memory. I've only met you 500 times, so... <laughs> don't worry, in my church it takes a lot more time for me to remember than that. So, can we reach out our hand towards Michael? We're going to pray. Left or right, Michael? Which one is it? Okay. Do you have a diagnosis? No, but you're just not sure. It's just not right. Yeah, okay, cool. You just want to yeah this one yeah put it out in front cool all right let's pray hey lord we thank you for your word lord we thank you for the power the same power that raised jesus christ from the dead is available to us and in us through the holy spirit so we pray for this wrist right now and we just pray healing over it lord every ligament bone tendon whatever's going on you know and so again, we call on the name that is above every other name and we pray in the name of Jesus where there is power and victory. And we pray for the healing to be released into this wrist. Lord, correct it, make it whole in Jesus' name. Strengthen it. Strengthen it. I can see that right now, Mark. I can just see it coming together. I can see fibres weaving together. Strengthen it in Jesus' name. Lord, may there be a testimony of your power and your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Make sure we... um. Make sure you share, you know, if I'm not in town, make sure you share those who we've prayed for, like, you know, give, give a report, give a testimony and believe in that God's going to do something. Amen? Cool. I don't, what time do we finish? <laughs> well, the run sheet actually says, anyway. Um, so I preach till 10? Or is the service finish at 10? Now just tell me, I'll do, I'll do as I'm told. Does someone want to? Josh, can you work it out? What are we doing, Josh? Okay, all right, all right. Here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be. I'm not praying. I'm reading a scripture. Um, Our Father in heaven. I saw a few heads go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. let's (laughs) pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Everybody say your kingdom. Your will be done. Okay, you can stop there. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, it is the power, and it is the glory forever. Amen. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Your kingdom come, your will be done. You see, right here in the Lord's Prayer, and we're given this prayer so that uh, we don't lean to the to the sort of prayers that we all can tend to lean towards, and those are the prayers that are a little bit self-serving. i oh, sorry, it's just me who prays those, you know, the ones that, that praise what I want, but this one is teaching us to pray in a way that, and it sets a framework for how we should live our lives as Christians. Your kingdom come, and your will be done. I'm not sure what you've learned about 2020. I've learnt a few things, and uh, I'm not going to give you a lesson on all of those things, but there is something I've learned. And that is what I find in Matthew 16, verse 18, when Jesus says, I will build my church. I will build my church. And the gates of hell, right, in in this translation, the NLT, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Yeah. You see, God builds the church. We do not. I don't know. That's something I've learned in this, in this time of COVID, when we can't meet, when we can't do the things that we normally do. I have seen all across our state, and all across our nation, that the church hasn't, we might have had to close the doors, but the church hasn't closed. The church hasn't closed. In many cases, it's got stronger. It looks different, but it's got stronger. Why? Because God, Jesus builds the church, not you and I. Sometimes we get it back to front and we think we build the church and God's impressed. No, no, no. Jesus is the builder of the church. Our job is to disciple people. He builds, we disciple. He builds, we disciple. He builds, we empower. He builds, we train. He builds, we come alongside. He builds the church and the gates of hell will not prevail or conquer it. Kingdom alignment is what I want to talk to you about today. Kingdom alignment. You know, people align to all sorts of things, don't they? They align themselves to political parties. They align themselves to sporting teams. What's the best footy team in Port Lincoln? There you go, South Scroves. Fantastic. I'll go with the crows. That's my, my sort of thing. Wouldn't be the tigers or anything like that. People even align around their favorite supermarket. I'm sure it doesn't happen here, but, you know, we've got those are, uh, Woolies, absolutely diehard die Woolies, and it's almost like you, you're cheating if you were to go elsewhere and letting someone down. There's, you know, the Coles lovers, any Coles lovers here today? You go, yeah, it's Coles for me. No. What about Foodland? Mighty South Aussies. Yeah, come on. So, we've got, so nobody goes to the shops here. Well, <laughs> We've got one person all yeah, the um We don't eat. Um, do you have an Aldi? You don't have one? Well, you see, my wa- I've been... See, Sharon, she, she's moved a bit. You know, it was woolly. She's never really been a Coles girl. It was woolly. She feels like food land near us is a bit expensive. But she will drive four suburbs to get to Aldi. <laughs> Aldi. My parents love Aldi. They get up, and they get up for the, for the monthly or the weekly special. They don't need it, but they, it's cheap. So they went and bought a marquee recently. My parents are 72 and got a tiny backyard, and I said, what are you going to do with a marquee? "Um, Just yeah, just put it out the back. And I'm like, you don't need a marquee. But it was on sale at Aldi, so they had to have the marquee. (laughs) See, that is loyalty. And people are lying. It's almost like they're like, we've got to keep Aldi in business, so we're going to go and buy that useless thing that we need every month. (laughs) You see, I've noticed that when we mention the word kingdom... It actually can mean a whole lot of different things. Some people have uh, some unusual ideas of what the kingdom is, kingdom of God, and you hear people say, you know, we're going to be about the kingdom and kingdom living, and I wonder if we know what that actually means. Do we actually understand kingdom? And that's why I want to speak today about kingdom alignment, because I want to give you a description of kingdom that you won't forget. It's really simple, and it nails it on the head. Kingdom is simply God's agenda. Kingdom is God's agenda. You see, we serve a God who has a way of doing things. I don't know if you've noticed that. And we describe it as kingdom. So when we talk about kingdom alignment, when we talk about kingdom living, what we're saying is we're not talking about how I would do things. But we're talking about God's agenda and what God wants to do and how God wants to do it. Amen? Isaiah 55.8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord doesn't just say they're different. He says, nothing like, poles apart, not even close, feeling encouraged yet. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. That's why I shared that with Penny. Penny, what God has for you and what he thinks of you is so far beyond what you can imagine. Just know that. And everyone else catch that too. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You see... God's agenda, God's kingdom is not our agenda and our way. Kingdom alignment, simply then, is this. It's when my life is completely arranged around God's agenda. It's kingdom alignment is when I arrange my life in line with God's agenda. When I actually pray the Lord's Prayer and say, you know what? Your kingdom come, your will be done. They're great words but let's not be followers of Christ who can recite the Word of God but not live it. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of Christians who know pl- plenty of Scripture, but the challenge of, challenge of being a Christian isn't what can I recite, it's what can I outlive? What can I actually walk in? What can I actually allow my life to be given to? And kingdom alignment is all about my life in line with God's agenda, not my agenda. Not my agenda. And here's the problem, too often... So this is a bit of a challenging word for a nine o'clock service. I might preach something different in the in the <laughs> next one. No, I'm serious. I said to Rob, I'm not going to be lazy today. I've, I have, I'm not going to come to two services and preach one message. I'm going to come to two services and preach two messages. Yeah. So you can listen to the podcast later. And I said to Rob, then you can work out. You can all give a score. Which one do you think was better? <laughs> By then, I'll be out of town and it's okay. But, you know, I, I, I might be... Big stature, but you need to know I'm a gentle giant. I love God, I love people. So I'm bringing a word that may challenge you this morning, but I pray that it sets you on course. Yeah, yeah. See, because kingdom alignment is not my agenda. And too often, we want to fit God around our agenda. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. We do. Oh, Josh, I do not. Yes, you do. <laughs> oh, I don't really know if I can make it this week, because, you know, got to go and get the toenails polished. <laughs> anyway... But uh, too often we can try to fit God around our agenda. But when you're under his lordship and when he is in control of your life, that's the kingdom of God. When I can say he is not just my saviour but he's my lord, right? When he's in complete control, when I go, okay, I'm not making that decision, I'm not stepping forward, I'm not moving God unless you give me a green light. I'm not not taking one step further, God, without clearance. That's when you know you're under the lordship of Christ and, and you're living according to his... That's when you know you're living in kingdom alignment, when you go, you know what? No matter how much my agenda and my desires are pushing me one way, God, I will not move. I will not move forward. I will not take that step. I will not say yes until you, God, give me clearance. You see, kingdom alignment's not rules and regulations. It's not something that you take on and off. Oh well, I come to church Sunday, put the kingdom on. Some of us have our beautiful Sunday kingdom clothes. They only come out on Sunday. They're the kingdom clothes. So it's gone quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, you, 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 I'm stepping on something. But it's not something we take on and off on a Sunday, or or or, at, or the youth when they come together on Sunday night. That's not kingdom. Kingdom's not something we practice. On the outside, publicly here, but it's actually something that operates from the inside out. Yeah. It's not external, it's internal. You see, it's alignment to God's agenda. This is what I'd also say about kingdom, a couple of other things. It's not seasonal. Yeah. Wow. Kingdom is not seasonal. It doesn't depend on when the weather's good. It doesn't depend on when the wind's blowing in, 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 to my back, and so I feel good. You know, kingdom is an eternal yeah. reality kingdom has an eternal reality for each one of us. I would say that kingdom's not occasional every now and then with Jesus. It's perpetual. It's ongoing. Have you ever been in a sporting team or I remember at youth we would buy a perpetual trophy. What's a perpetual trophy? It keeps going on and on. It gets handed from one to the next to the next to the next. It's not a one-off thing. It's a perpe- it keeps on moving. It keeps on going. When Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, he wasn't saying to us, Hey, how about you try God's way first? And then, if that doesn't work, try your own way second. That's not what, when when Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God, he was saying that kingdom living needs to be your number one, and that's it. There is no other option, there is no other way, there is no plan B. He's saying, Seek first. It, it, It wasn't an idea or a suggestion, it was a command. It was actually a direction. It was seek first his kingdom. It was like if you, if you had turned up and you've got a crossroad in front of you and you're confused and you don't know which way to go, Jesus is saying, you know, the road that says seek God first, that's the road. Don't travel that one, that one, that one, or that one. There's only one road. What did Jesus say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Talked about that there's only one way to relationship with the Father. Who's that? it's through Jesus. There is only one way, and it's to seek first the kingdom, to seek first God's agenda, to seek first what God wants. What does God want for Port Lincoln? It's not what Robin Pauline wants for One Heart. It's not what Robin Pauline wants for Port Lincoln, or One Heart wants for Port. What is God's agenda? What is God's agenda for Port Lincoln? What is it that God has put one heart here to be in this community? Why? Because there's purpose. And the purpose isn't to have a Sunday club. The purpose is to reach people. The purpose is to disciple. God builds his church. Jesus builds his church. You and I are called to disciple and reach people. And so one heart, what is God's agenda? That's what we should be about when we seek only the kingdom. Hebrews 12, 1-2. Helps us with the alignment piece. Because you go, okay, Josh, kingdom, I get it. Alignment. Let's have a look. It says there, and it gives us a great picture of our journey of faith. It says there in verse 1, Therefore, could I have my water, please? Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. Thank you, Rob. Everything that hinders. And the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Is it? Yeah, there it is. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. I love this. The pioneer, it starts with Him. A pioneer starts something, a pioneer turns the ground, a pioneer gets something going. So Jesus. Is the pioneer of our faith, but not only that, he's the perfecter. Yeah. Oh, come on. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Scorning it, shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You see, this passage gives us a picture of what it is to be in a race and to be aligned. And it says here to run with perseverance the race that is marked out. You see, there are, there are lanes in this picture. Because it says run with perseverance this race and it talks about a race marked out when I think about a race marked out I think of the 100 meter race I think of the Olympic cauldron and you've got people in lanes eight lanes and they run their 100 meters they run their 400 they run their whatever race they run but they've got a lane marked out for them they've got a a lane each runner clearly marked out lane aligned your lane eight your lane three your lane one You see, you and I, in the same way, we have a race, a race of faith. And there we are in the Olympic circuit, running our race of faith. And there's a lane marked out for you and I. There's a race, there's something that God has in mind for you and I. There's our lane. And unlike running in a race in the Olympics, the race that we're running is not a race against the other runners. It's not in competition with the other runners. The other thing is, even though I picture the Olympic running track, who knows that the race that we're called to run, the race of faith, is not a sprint, yeah. but it's a marathon. And you go, well, Josh, uh, h- how do you know? I- I'd much prefer a sprint, just get it over and done with. Well, I know that because the word endurance or perseverance is not given to a 100-meter runner. Yeah. You don't say to Usain Bolt, oh, if you could just persevere for that eight seconds, you're going to run. No, but you go to the marathon runner and you're like, hey, marathon runner, if you're going to make it to the other end, you're going to need to endure some pain. You're to pers- There's going to be some times when you're going to feel like quitting. There's going to be some times when you're like, this isn't worth it. I, I just don't want to do this anymore. I want to I, I go. I'm seeing all the people in the cafes drinking coffee while I'm running. I'm done with this. You see, it's a marathon. And so I want to encourage you with five quick things today. You're like, five? Josh, will be here till 11. No, we won't. Five things if you're going to run your race that's marked out. If we are going to live kingdom aligned, there's some things that we're going to need to do. There's some observations I make, some things we're going to need to catch. You ready? Here we go. The first thing, if you and I are going to run the race marked out for us, if we're going to run in the lane that has been set for us, the first thing is we need to realize I am not my own. You've given all my points out in in advance. Could we hide that? Please? Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. It's just like the power of surprise, you know like you are, wow, where did he get that from? Uh, I am not my own, surrounded by such a great cloud of what? Witnesses. Witnesses, you know, we, we, we think of a relay race, and that's what I want to think. Sometimes we get a picture that oh, you know, that in heaven there's a grandstand and everyone's there clapping for us. Oh, well done, well done. What the picture here is, is the picture of a relay race. And I've run my race, you've run your race, right, and, I'm, and, and, and I haven't left. So, you know, let's say it's Rob and I, because we're athletes, and I run the first leg, and, and, and then I get to the end of the first leg, and I hand the baton to Rob. I don't then go and hit the showers. Like, oh, There you go, Rob, you'll be right, and then, you know what I mean? If you saw that in the Olympics, you'd go, what a terrible team player. That, that's not how you do it. What, when I've finished my leg, and I pass it on to the next runner, what am I doing? I'm cheering, I'm going, you can do it, come on, keep going, keep going. See, that is the picture we get here. You need to understand in this race of faith, even though there is a lane marked out for you, you need to know that you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. There are those that have run the race. There are people of faith. There are people in this church. There are mature people. There are people in this community. People who have been faithful in their faith, who have passed on the baton. And let me tell you, we're not on our own. They're cheering us on. You can do this. You can finish. You can run. They're encouraging us. That's why the Word of God is so important for us and so powerful because it's, it's part of the cloud of witnesses saying, come on, you can do this. Yeah. And so we look to those who have gone before us and we receive encouragement that if they can do it, yeah. so can I. Yeah. If they can persevere, so can I. If they can make it to the end and if they can stay in their lane and not get distracted, because here's the problem, we get distracted and we start looking at every other lane and go, why am I in lane three? I'd much, much rather be in lane seven. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. See, there's times when we forget what's going on and, and we start looking at each other rather than fixing our eyes on Jesus. Second thing some things must go if we're going to run effectively. It says there to throw off everything that hinders, then it says, end the sin. Now, yeah, a big all there. So let's deal with the sin first. Sin is going to entangle us. Unresolved sin in our lives is going to trip us up. Yeah. So all I've got to say to that is, repentance is not a one-off thing that happens on the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. I believe that I need to live in daily repentance. Every morning, every morning, I pray the Lord's prayer. Not like that, I just pray these words, "Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done." Lord, lead me, guide me, Lord. If there's anything in me that is offensive, Lord, forgive me. Lord, help me. You see, I believe we need to live lives of repentance. So sin here will entangle us. We know that. I think we all know that. I don't need to tell you that. Sin is going to wear us down. Sin is going to wipe. Sin will take you out of the race if it's unresolved is what I mean. But it says there that everything that hinders and it has and sin. So it tells me that there are other things that could take me out of the race. And sometimes there can be things that we have that are good. There can be pursuits that we have that are good, but they're not God. And so what it's saying is, throw off everything that's going to stop you. So if it's distracting you from running, if it's going to cause you to look at the other lane, if it's going to cause you to get bored and quit the race, throw it off. Throw off everything it says that hinders, whatever it might be. Whatever's distracting you, whatever's in the way of you pursuing kingdom, whatever's in the way of you and I, being submitted to God's agenda, we've got to get it out. And you say, and we're not talking about sin right now. I already spoke about We're just talking about things that might be everyday, ordinary things that in and of themselves don't look bad. But you know what? The enemy doesn't need to make us bad. He just needs to make us busy to see us fall short. The enemy doesn't need to make you bad. He just needs to make you busy to get you out of the race. And so the writer here, Paul, saying, come on, throw it all off. You see, in a race... Have you ever seen Usain Bolt, at the starting line, get ready for his race, and as he begins to run and take off, he's got his iPhone in his left hand, he's got his drink bottle in his right hand, he's got his backpack on because he needs a bit of lunch? Absolutely not. If anything, they wear very tight clothing, (laughs) very, very tight clothing that no man should ever be seen in. Rob. And just, you know what I'm saying? And so what does a runner do? A runner strips down and gets rid of any extra baggage, any extra weight that's going to stop them from running effectively. That's the picture we need to have. What have we got in our hands right now that is just slowing us down? Slowing us down. Some things have got to go. Well, Josh, oh, I don't know, which one's to pick? Well, we look to, to Christ, yeah. the author and the perfecter, the pioneer and the perfecter. So you, you, you don't, that's why we've got to have our eyes fixed on him, yeah. so that God, so that Jesus can reveal to us the things that are holding us back. Number three, some things we need to know if we're going to run our race, if we're going to be people of kingdom alignment, we need to know it's not going to be a walk in the park. It's not going to be a walk in the It doesn't say, let us walk with freedom. Let us walk with flowers in our hands. It says, let us run with perseverance. It's not going to be a walk in the park. The, the, the life of faith isn't a walk in the park. It says, it, 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 it's a race. We, we're going to run it. Who knows that when you run, you get puffed out? Who knows that when you run, you sweat? I don't know. I've just been told this stuff. And um, <laughs> You like that, Pauline? Uh, let us run with perseverance the race of this. Oh, is, there, is there some fat shaming going on here? <laughs> here's the thing. What, what, what is what is the writer telling us? There'll be some obstacles. There'll be some bumps. You know what? Can we just let's be spiritual for God, but let's not be super spiritual about stuff that is just life. just lost a few people there they're like this I thought is he the state president yeah well I am but Jesus never promised us a rose garden but he promised us that he'd never leave us and he'd never forsake us when the disciples were in the boat if the team could join me when the disciples were in the boat and there was a storm Jesus was there he was there he was there He, he never leaves us he never forsakes us there will be bumps on the road there will be obstacles And so if we're going to be the long-distance runners, we're going to need some determination, some endurance, and some perseverance. Let's be gritty Christians. If we're going to be kingdom-aligned, there's going to be some things come up against us, but we need to be a people of perseverance. Let's not be easily offended. Let's not be easily, oh, well, I didn't like the way that they set up the chairs. My favorite chair wasn't available this morning. That's it. that's not this it's in the next service but you know what i mean sometimes we can easily just get our eyes off jesus and we get our eyes on the things that are just going to distract us from the race and they're going to be and then what happens is the road bumps become mountains instead of just road bumps we can get through a road bump we can move on come on let's let's just let's just let's be resilient come on we need some resilient Christian, we we live in days where we need to be resilient. We live in days where we need some endurance and some courage. You know, let's just not worry about the petty things. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, because we've got a race to win. Fourth thing is there's a plan. You need to know that there is a plan. This is not just a, you're like, oh, sometimes, Josh, I just don't know what's going on. I feel like all over, I look at the world now and I'm just like, God, what's happening? You need to know there is a plan, right? It says the race marked out for us. Have you noticed that when you're running in your lane, you don't always have the perspective of the race? We need to understand that God's got a bird's eye view and he's seeing things from a different perspective to you and I. He still has a plan, church. In 2021, God still has a plan for his church. In 2021, God still is saying to each one of us, come on, keep running, keep persevering. There are new things. The Lord to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the night. You see, before, before set apart, before appointed, before, 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 God has a plan. He has a plan for his church and he has a plan for our lives. But you know what I've learned? That plan is always found in submission to God's agenda. The plan that he has for me isn't found when I'm chasing what I want to chase, when I'm on my bandwagon. God's agenda for my life is always found in a place of submission. Kingdom alignment is going to be found when you and I learn what it is to be fully submitted to him. The last thing that we're going to need to do if we're going to be people who live in kingdom alignment is we're just going to keep our eyes on the prize. We need to keep our eyes on the prize. Fixing our eyes on what? Jesus. Not what, who? On Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. If if, If we're going to endure, persevere, if we're going to be aligned to kingdom, let me say we need to have some spiritual eyes open. We need to be able to see past our immediate trials we need to be able to see past what's going on in front of us and be a people who continually fix our eyes on jesus paul when he's praying for the church in ephesus he says i pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened we need spiritual eyes we can't live kingdom lives with natural vision we can't be kingdom aligned with natural vision that just sees what's in front of us and sees natural circumstance. We need to have the eyes of our heart of light. We need to have our eyes on Jesus. We need spiritual eyes if we're going to run this race. Why don't you stand with me this morning? Paul in Acts 20 verse 24 says this, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race. My only aim. Notice he says there to finish the race. He doesn't say, my only aim is to be first. He just says, my aim is to finish. And he goes on and he says, and to complete the task. See, God has a plan and a purpose for us individually, but he has a plan and a purpose for one heart. But listen, and complete the task that Josh Brett gave to himself. No, complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. What is the task? It's a task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Jesus builds the church. We disciple. We share our testimony. We reach people. Paul's farewell message, I leave it with this. 2 Timothy 4.7 I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. I want to pray for some people here this morning maybe 2020 caused you to get your eyes off the prize maybe 2020 was a year where you got distracted plenty of us did maybe i want to pray today for a group of people when you're tired you're exhausted and you need that courage you need that perseverance you need that determination just to keep going well, i want to prophesy right now perseverance over your life Some of you carrying burdens and things that you weren't designed. And and it's time just to strip. It's time to let it go. It's time just to to let everything and to take off all that hinders. And I'm believing that God's going to open spiritual eyes this morning. And So here's what we're going to do. I don't need to know what you're responding to. God knows the condition of your heart. He knows the cry of your heart. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pray a prayer. I'm going to ask you to reach your hands out towards heaven in submission to God then i'm going to hand over the service and maybe we can just sing just a chorus of a song as we just have some business time with god but if this message has spoken to you in some way would you just raise your hands towards heaven i can't see you so i'm not looking for a response for my needs but i just believe that we just need to be a people who respond more. father i pray today for every hand raised every heart responding we just pray today that we would come into a new sense in 2021 of kingdom alignment lord align us to your agenda lord where we've been distracted lord where we've been weighed down lord where we've been tired and worn out and exhausted where we've been carrying burdens that were not ours to carry that you never designed us to carry lord we just pray today lord for a new sense of kingdom alignment God, we submit ourselves to your agenda. Lord, we submit ourselves to your agenda for our lives. Lord, for our family. Lord, for One Heart Church, for this community. We, we surrender ourselves to, to your plan and to your purpose. And Father, right across this room right now, I pray, would you open spiritual eyes? Would you give us eyes to see? Would you give us eyes to see? Would you give us eyes to see this morning? We want to see you, Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And so today we're choosing to lay a hold of you we're choosing to strip off and take off and cast off all hindrance all those things that are weighing us down and we're going to run the race that is marked out for us we're going to come into 2021 with a new sense of kingdom passion with a new sense of kingdom alignment lord totally sold out to your agenda and god we pray for this church and we pray across port lincoln your kingdom come your kingdom come and your will be done Come on, let's worship him this morning. Let's just respond in worship for a moment.